Thanks for listening to the Campus Collective Podcast. As always, we pray that this resource is a helpful supplement for you as a follower of Jesus and as an active member in your local church. We love God's design for His church, and we believe that this resource could never substitute the incredible things that come from active involvement with a community of believers. Campus Collective is a ministry of Huntington Community Church. To learn more, visit our website at HuntingtonCommunityChurch.com. Hello and welcome back to our podcast series, 95 Meditations Through Colossians. We've done it. We've made it to Truth 90 today. It is Friday. This is the uh, last day of the week, of course, and the next week we're going to wrap up the series. It's been quite the journey, and I want to take a moment to thank all of our listeners, especially those who have uh, been with us pretty much every day. You know, this is uh, quite a lengthy series, and I, I, I'm very grateful to everyone who has decided this, this was a valuable addition to their daily routine. Today we are here with Tony again once more. Tony, happy Friday. What do you got to share with us? Happy Friday. Um, today I wanted to talk about... I mentioned this is kind of the last episode, but I wanted to really focus on verse 12, and I think I really want to focus on what it means to struggle in prayer. I think that Walden is not there by mistake. I think the reason why Paul has that in there. It's a verse 12. Epaphras, who is one of you, a servant of Christ Jesus, greets you, always struggling on your behalf in his prayer that you may stand mature and fully assured in all the will of God. And I just want to talk about like that idea of like a servant is praying for people. That that kind of marks that role of servant and that you think about someone. By praying for someone else, you are serving them. And I think that oftentimes we forget to do it for people. We try to serve people intangible, which is important. And I think we see that in the scripture that tangible service is necessary. But this man you can see a servant not because he gave the church anything, but because he struggles and prayers. And then that is really just a conviction against me, like convicts myself, like, man, do I really pray for people to serve them that way? Like, do I serve people by praying for them? And a lot of time, like in our society, especially in Christian culture, is that, hey, you got a poem? I pray for you. Hmm. But when do you actually pray for them? And then we don't struggle to pray. And I think that struggle is not like, oh, I can't pray for someone. I think he really saying just about how it is, that I want my brother and sister to be more mature and to stay in the show in the will of God. I want my brother and sister to be more mature. I want them to be fully assured of what they're believing in, in the will of God, which the will of God coming to Jesus is to believe on Jesus. So just so there's no confusion there. Jesus kind of clarified that in John, like, believe on the Son who the Father sent mm-hmm. in the will of God. And I think that is so much like we, for, we take for granted because, oh, they're a Christian. I won't pray for that. But I think it is so counterintuitive and convicting that he does pray for saints. Remember, he praying and struggling for Christians to be assured of the will of God. When they know the will of God, they believe in Jesus. Mm. I think so often we like, oh, well, they don't need. But I think he gained that spiritual health, like, we all, as humans, are flesh and spirit, and oftentimes our flesh is weak, and our spirit sometimes having a hard time because our flesh is so in the way. And oftentimes we don't pray for other Christians about being strong in the will of God. Like mm-hmm. I don't. I mean that I don't, and I don't see why I don't. Because clearly, it is to make other mature by doing that. Other people become mature. Like. You're not even praying for yourself, not praying because, oh, I want to be more mature. You're praying because wow. I want them to be more mature. 
Yeah, you know, it's it's really beautiful what you've just pointed out. The Paul does not commend Epaphras for saying he is always struggling, or the CSB puts it, wrestling uh, in his prayers for his own sake that he might stand fully mature. And, and that's admirable, even that, in a sense, right? Like we all, I would imagine, can say that in some sense, many of us wrestle in our prayers that we may stand more mature in Christ. We want that for ourselves. But what's convicting here is that what he's commended for is not for that for his own sake, but for that of his brothers. And you brought up a, a great point. You know, we we tend to get lost sometimes where, where once somebody is quote unquote saved, they're good, right? You know, so we're going to keep focusing on the quote unquote loss. We're going to pray for them. Uh, and we, we might as well toss our brother to the, the our new brother to the side. Uh, and they're not we're not wrestling or struggling on their behalf in our prayers. Uh, because they're sort of sort of on the other side of the fence, right? And so, I love I, I love the picture of Christian love that we see here. That Christian love doesn't say I want to stand fully mature in Christ, although it does, and that is the natural end of being a, in Christ. It says I forget myself. It's self forgetful, and it is mindful foremost and exclusively of the neighbor, and the, particularly in this context of the Christian brothers and sisters. And you know, obviously, we can't have a universal. Uh, affection, if you will, for everybody who is a Christian in the world. We don't know them. We can't sort of build those affections. But Epaphras, he says, is one of your own. He is one of the members of the church in Colossae, Colossae, I should say. And so we ought to sort of try to garner this sort of affection for those we actually fellowship with on Sunday and throughout our week, that we not only care for them and greet them with familiarity, but we love them so much or so truly that we wrestle in our prayers on their behalf, not that they might know Christ, they already know Christ, but that they might know Christ more fully, that they might stand more mature. This is the end goal of Christian ministry, that Christians might not not only know Christ, but stand more mature before Christ on the day. Man, I think it's it's come back to just having a servant heart, and I think, you know, the emphasis on just being willing to put someone else before you requires supernatural power. I mean, yeah. I think it requires to pray, obviously for ourselves to be that way, but it also concerns like prayer that we actually love people. Like we say we do. I mean, every Christian would say, oh, I love people. Mm. But we don't struggle for their behalf. Mm. We don't. I mean, I don't. Yeah. I would say I love people, and I would say I love people in my church even. I mean, but do I struggle in my prayer for them? The answer is honestly no, and that convicting, that hard is for myself to say, like, man, we ain't doing that. Hmm. But I think the cool thing about the gospel is never a guilty or condemning conviction. Conviction is always a good and to spur us to new change, to spur us to a better way or more full experience of Christianity, and never to make us feel guilty that we're not like Epaphras. Like, this is not why Epaphras is mentioned here for me to feel bad that I'm not a pathless, but mm. rather show me an example of what I need to model my life after. You know, it is service to impel to my brother and my sister. Absolutely. You know, I just, I think that's about as deep as we need to go. I'm, I'm equally, or I'm as convicted as you are in this regard. You know, I, I, I'll confess, like oftentimes I struggle even to have this type of struggle for even those closest to me, whether that's my wife, my daughter. I obviously pray for these people, but I, I would love to be able to say confidently, uh, that as a Epaphras struggled for his people, so I struggle for mine. And I'll, I'll say that's not often or hardly ever the case for my prayer life. And I want that to be the, the case. And I want that to be the case for each of us listening into the podcast today. So let's let that be our admonition today. Let's like let's hang up the podcast 
and in our prayer closets today. Let's struggle on behalf of our family in Christ, uh, be that our immediate family, our wives, our children, our husbands, and such, but more uh, more broadly, our church family. And if you're not part of the church family, here's your, your sign, right? We need to belong to one another. I invite you to join us at Huntington Community Church if you're in the area. We meet uh, currently on Sundays at 10 a.m. I'd love to see you there. Let's pray for each other. Thank you for joining this week, and we'll see you next week in our series, 95 Meditations Through Colossians.